Line four's on the right, babe. Yeah. Not that Maggie's begging How we doing? 202 on this Tuesday morning. McMonagle here with you for three hours taking your calls. You know how it works. 877-337-6666. Professor Fliegelman's on the other side training another student. Takes it very seriously, that Fleegs. Carlos is in for it all night long. There's pop quizzes. It's amazing back there. It's a clinic. You know who else put on a clinic earlier? Joe Shane, the GM of the New York Giants, he put on a clinic on how to say things without saying things. It's one of those, you know, those clinics that you have to be able to deal with. And one of those clinics you have to be able to put on if you're going to be a a GM in this town, a coach in this town, or whoever in this town. You got to figure out a way to say things without saying things. And while I don't necessarily think he didn't say things, I don't believe what he said necessarily, and I think some of his stuff is misleading. And I don't think the headline is going to be Daniel Jones, quarterback when healthy. We believe in Daniel Jones, the player, the person, the experience. You've seen it. You've seen it. You know why we believe in Daniel Jones. You've seen it. You saw the preseason, as I was just joking about with Marco, although, you know, that's just, he he didn't know what else to say. But you've seen it. How many games did we win last year? Nine? And then we won a playoff game for this team. When's the last quarterback who won a road playoff game? I'll tell you. Eli Manning, that's who. So we have full confidence. Full confidence in Daniel Jones. Well, he also said a lot of other things, and I'm not buying it. I'll be totally honest with you. I'm not buying it. I I understand that they expect him to be the starting quarterback of this team. We've been talking about it for a while. I think everyone kind of does expect him to at least be on the roster. With the contract he's they signed to him last year, it's almost impossible to cut him after one year. The implications are just too much as far as the salary tax goes. They just can't handle it. It makes no sense to have that kind of dead money on the team. Daniel Jones, especially coming off injury, so now there's really no way to trade him or move him. Daniel Jones is going to be on the roster come the start of the year. That I have no doubt. That I have no doubt. And I've speculated for a long time that there's a good chance he would be the starting quarterback for this team, no matter whether they draft someone or not. And make no mistake about it, I still believe they will draft a quarterback in this draft. I still, as as much as people want to, you know, talk about the promise of a season, I saw uh, Evan today talking about the chance of what's going on. Minnesota loses a game last night, so hey, maybe there's a slim chance that they're on a two-game winning streak heading into a bye. While I'm done with the tanking, I'm done with it. You don't have to worry about me complaining about it anymore. Now it's about winning football games. Last night was my last time really complaining about the idea that winning meaningless games. I still don't believe this team has it in them to go and win all these games and really ruin the idea of drafting a quarterback. And he said it in the press conference. He said, yes, we believe in Daniel Jones. 
Yes, you've seen it. You know why we believe in Daniel Jones. It's the same reason we signed him to a contract. We believe in Daniel Jones. And while I do believe that in that somewhat, he also said a lot of things about the quarterback position, which to me, again, is the most important thing to discuss, the most important thing to figure out, the most important dynamic to a team that has a dead season and question marks about the quarterback. I don't care about the question marks about the offensive line. I don't care about the question marks about the youth in the defensive backfield or any other issue with this team, and there are several. I don't care about any of them until I solve the quarterback issue. The Giants need to know who the quarterback is moving forward. That's numero uno for any organization. That's what I firmly believe. Yes, they need to fix the offensive line, of course. Yes, they need to fix a lot of things throughout this roster, and he talked about the process of still doing that. And, you know, he took over a team that was in a disarray, both salary cap, talent-wise, just an absolute, you know, besides some of the top handful of talent that was left here that he ended up signing to contracts, a la Daniel Jones, a la Dexter Lawrence, like uh, Andrew Thomas, besides some of the top-heavy guys who panned out, the rest of the roster was in disarray, and the salary cap structure was a disaster. They were in salary cap hell, the typical salary cap hell. So despite the fact they won nine games last year and won a playoff game, you knew this was a rebuild. I didn't expect it to hit 2-8. and eight. I didn't expect it to look as ugly as 40 to nothing against the Cowboys to start the year, but there was always a chance this season was either a step back or in, in as far as winning and losing goes while still building this team and building the roster. And if Daniel Jones played well this whole year and was healthy and they were losing games because the defense was bad or you know ultimately just were losing games because they were playing better teams and a tougher schedule, but Daniel Jones looked like the Daniel Jones of last year, this conversation wouldn't be happening. But the fact of the matter is, Daniel Jones has now finished two of the last three seasons with season-ending surgery on his neck two years ago, and it popped up again this year, and now at the ACL. And while he has talked about how much confidence he has in him and how he expects him to be the starting quarterback this year coming up, he also talked about, you don't know when he's going to be back, and that they have to address the quarterback situation one way or another. And they absolutely have to. Because I don't know when he's going to be back. We saw how long it took Murray with the Cardinals. It, was, it, it wasn't a, a, a less than a calendar year. He wasn't ready in the time frame it would take Daniel Jones to be ready for week one. Anything could happen in these surgeries. There could be setbacks. You have no idea if Daniel Jones is even capable of being the starter of this team week one. Because it takes more than just being ready to go in mid-September. You have to be through camp. You have to practice. You have to, you know, there's a lot he has to do and be ready for before you could just plug him into week one. So whether they are finding a stopgap or whatever the case may be until Jan Jones is back or they are doing what they also said and what Joe Shane also said in this press conference that he gave the Monday of the bye week is that if the best player on the board is a quarterback, they will not hesitate to take him. And I thought that was the most important part of this conference. When they asked him, would you still draft a quarterback? And his answer was, if if the if the best player we will take the best player regardless of position on the board and right now i'm telling you i firmly believe this with every fiber of my being these two guys built their career on drafting and developing a quarterback joe shane and brian dable in particular is a quarterback 
developer. That's what they are. He's a quarterback coach. He brought the best out of He turned Josh Allen into a guy with talent, arm strength, running ability, and within two years had him as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's what Brian Dable did. That's why Brian Dable's a head coach. And I refuse to believe that they would rather go back to an often injured player now who's done nothing but, quite honestly, lose. Not for them. For them, he had the one winning season. But in that answer where he says, well, why am I confident in Daniel Jones? Well, you saw it. You saw him play last year. You saw him win a playoff game. And while I did see him win a playoff game, I've seen him lose his entire career. Is it on him completely? No. Nothing ever is. But unfortunately, Daniel Jones has never been able to lift players into the ability to play better. It's, it's Evan Ingram was terrible with the Giants. Terrible. Evan, couldn't, Evan Ingram couldn't wait to get him the hell out of here. How's he doing with Jacksonville and Trevor, and Trevor Lawrence? Has he picked up his game a little bit? You think it's just a coincidence? You think he found himself? You think he had a heart-to-heart when he was he was sent to the abyss of Jacksonville and said, I got to turn my career around? Or did it help playing with a superstar quarterback? Daniel Jones is a fine quarterback. And he had a good enough year to warrant a contract when they weren't sure where they were going to be in the quarterback situation because they were hoping to continue to build and win. And when you build and win, coming off a nine-win season, hoping to have another one, you're not really in a position to draft a young quarterback. And quarterback free agency is such a crapshoot and makes so much money that it's really pointless. So they gave Daniel Jones a contract. And while I believe that they believe in him, there is no doubt in my mind that if they target a quarterback that they like who is still on the board when they are drafting, they will draft a quarterback. There is no doubt in my mind. Is there a chance Daniel Jones is still the starter? Absolutely. Is there a chance they bring Tommy DeVito back to start a handful of games at the beginning of the year and waiting for Daniel Jones while giving this drafted quarterback a full year of the uh, of the clipboard? That is a 100% possibility. I think there is a good chance Daniel Jones is the quarterback for this team next year, and what that will be is him auditioning for another team. I find it hard to believe, I still do, that considering where I think they'll be drafting, considering the quarterback class, and considering the idea, I'm sure this coach, who is now proven, not only did he develop Josh Allen, but with the whatever talent you may think Tommy DeVito has, you might think he's the next great thing. It's a diamond in the rough. It's uh, you know this incredible story. This is an undrafted free agent who came in here with really no expectation whatsoever. And Coach Dable has coached him up to the point where they didn't throw the football against the Jets to now throwing six touchdown passes and winning the and winning two football games with them. If he could do that with DeVito, you telling me he doesn't want a chance at taking a top talented, top tier college quarterback in the draft? So while in this press conference where the GM met with the the media on this first day of the bye week where they will ha- the entire team will have off for the full week which i think is fine people get hung up on that I, you know i know Marash does i don't know why give them the full week they they what what the hell i wish they gave them the weeks off two weeks prior so they would have lost the games but we'll forget that 
On this first day of the bye week, the coach comes out, the the GM comes out, and he tries to answer some questions, and he tries to settle down some certain things. He talked about Evan Neal. Hey, he went back to the Alabama tape, and he knows Evan Neal can play. Okay, we'll see about that. This is what I'm talking about. What is the? This is what the GM comes out and says. The GM doesn't come out and say, "Yeah, we're done with Daniel Jones. It doesn't make much sense now that he's had a knee surgery to to continue and think of it about him as the future quarterback of this team." Or he doesn't say, "Yeah, Evan Neal is really struggling. I don't know. I, I, I'm very concerned about him. He's probably going to be a guard moving forward." Like those aren't the type of things the GM say in these midseason press conferences. The Giants are in fact building. The Giants are in fact year two of a of a process that I do believe. And that's the other thing. When asked about whether the ownership group believes in the process, he said, absolutely, we're in contact all the time. They believe in us. I believe that. I think John Mara and Steve Tisch, but specifically Mara, is fed up of changing stream, uh, changing midstream constantly. They fired the last three coaches two years in. I think they are exhausted with that. I think they made a pick on two young guys who had a great year for them and won a playoff game, and they're sticking with them. And they understand that that pop-up year might have been better than we all thought. And they're probably better than they are this year. They're somewhere in between. Not as good as a playoff-winning team last year and not as bad as a four-win team this year. They're somewhere in the middle. But they're in the process of building. And in that process of building, you have one question to answer. It's a question he tried to answer in this press conference. It's a question the headlines will tell you he did answer. And in my mind, he did not. And the question is, who's the quarterback moving forward for the New York Giants. And I will be shocked, despite what he says, despite the idea he still might be the starting quarterback next year, who's the quarterback of the future for the New York Giants? We don't know. They're yet to draft him.